Live from the summit in Scottsdale, Arizona, the Corps presents Sales Training Boot Camp with Tom Merritt and Chad Lubin. Today's topic, the professional client presentation for lenders. We're going to ask you for the next hour and a half to join with us. Dig deep. I know it's getting tiring, but we're so excited to be sharing some things with you guys about uh, the professional loan presentation uh, and just you know rounding out uh, the fourth of four classes here. How many people here do not have a presentation that they give to their clients every single time that they meet with them? Wow, you are all, all right. in the right class. <laughs> yes. So what? Did, how many of those people did you just wing it? Yeah, wing it. All right. Well, I can tell you that this class in and of itself will help you. You will make more money and it will build because uh, I've been through that process, gotten uh, dialed in on it. And uh, at the end of the day, it has increased not only, well, the three things, uh, increased my conversion ratios by avoiding rate shoppers. Uh, we're going to show you how it strengthens your relationship with the real estate partners that you're working with. And lo and behold, it's going to increase your lead count through PCRs and CCRs. And so we're super excited to be sharing all of our techniques, our tactics. Uh, we've worked through this before. Um, but before I do that, I want to introduce my uh, my teaching partner, uh, actually my business partner, but most importantly, my friend, Chad. Uh, I met him probably about seven years ago at the Mega in Dallas. And right away, I could tell he was one of those hardworking guys that just puts his head down, grinds and gets it done. And fast forward about a year and a half ago, um, I heard through the grapevine, uh, most of the core grapevine, that he was potentially looking for another opportunity in terms of, uh, we both work in Chicago, I guess I should say that, um, to kind of join forces or to build and grow in his, uh, his business. And so through some connections and things, uh, we were brought together, uh, we're able to meet about potentially joining practices, becoming partners, uh, and right away I knew it was a Great opportunity, I thought at least, for both of us to get together. I mean, here he is, an amazing driven leader, uh, $100 million producer, uh, devoted family man, husband. I mean, he's just got it all. The one thing I thought I could really help with him, and those of you know Chad, obviously, is I could help him be more direct. Be a little bit more of a hammer, you know, really come down on him. Because obviously those are kind of like my big uh, you know, things. But uh from that standpoint, those of you who don't know, he is uh, all around. He is what I, someone made the comment earlier, Rick's little brother, because he is a, a spitting image. He really gets it done, and he's really helped me uh, build my business, help and grow our branch. And uh, this week uh, actually marks a one-year anniversary that we have been business partners. And it has been nothing more than I could ever expect. Uh, we've grown in our businesses. Uh, he's helped me beyond belief with my personal business. And happy anniversary. Happy Whoops. anniversary. Yeah, it's been a, an amazing run. And for those of you that don't know Tom, I can tell you there is no better human being. There's no better man. There's no better example of a father balancing being a great husband. So Tom and I have just done, a, I think, a tremendous job of bringing out each other's strength and weaknesses. Iron sharpens iron. He has certainly sharpened my iron. Uh, my wife loves him because I'm a better dad. I'm a better businessman. I'm more compassionate. I have have more empathy for my employees. So, um, yeah, I do bring the hammer a little bit, but Tom has softened that hammer up and uh, I'm just honored to be presenting and this is going to be a lot of fun. So 
Those of you that raise your hand, you don't have a professional loan presentation. It is okay. We are going to lay it all out for you today, right? And a lot of the people in our office when I joined Tom's World did not have it, okay? So let me have you write the first thing down. And if this doesn't incentivize you and motivate you today, I promise nothing will. Cool? So I had the pleasure last semester... The cool part about being a coach is um, you get to notice the people along the way. So Jason Hyam, who was just in here, who's sitting right there, was my first coach, right? And the awesome part is I got to coach him last semester, right? So um, the, the pupil became the teacher, right? And it was because of Jason that I developed this program. And Tom and I really, I don't want to call it perfected because you can always... Um, improve it. I always get little tidbits from Rick, which we'll work on in the, in the general session to end today. Uh, some of those sales tools. But Jason gave me this assignment, the best assignment still to this day that any core coach has given me. So I'm going to give it to you guys when you go back. Okay. You're going to track every lead. Okay. And you're going to track whether you met with them face to face. And I do count blue jeans or zoom as face to face. Okay, and whether you spoke with them on the phone and you're going to let us know or let an accountability partner at your table know, partner up what that conversion looks like. So this is I was just a five year graduate, right? This was in 2014. And check this out. Eighty six percent of the people I met, like my business was all over the phone, right? I was at guaranteed rate. It was just pound and churn and it was kind of a sweatshop to be honest it's just a bunch of people calling it's like being in a trading pit is where i work it's like ring 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 it's just pandemonium right so everyone started noticing me bringing people into the office right and and check this out hear this 86 percent of the people i met with in 2014 did business with me and used my agent that referred them okay 18% of the people I talked to on the phone ended up doing business with us. See that difference in that stat right there? 86 versus 18. If that just doesn't <laughs> sell it. And I did an open line call on this, and I actually went back because I kind of won it. I said like 22%, I think. I went back and looked before his class. It was 18%. So where is my time best spent? Face to face, right? Now, Tom and I told you, we live in Chicago. How many here are in L.A. or New York? Anybody? Crap. <laughs> this is not a good example. <laughs> but New York and L.A., I've been there. You guys can argue with me that traffic is worse than Chicago because it is, okay? So the distance thing, you can argue with me. The rest of the room, you cannot argue with me. There is no worse traffic besides New York and L.A. than Chicago. And I make my clients come and meet me in my office. It's my one chance to wow them and convert that lead, right? How many times? How many times? Yeah. All, every time. You will Even not twice. get me. You will get my team if you won't come see me face to face. You will not get me. They always say, if you want to meet with Chad, and they hype me up a little bit, you have to come in. He will not see you. Cool? So, all right, do you want to go to the heart surgeon that says, yeah, come on in anytime. Yeah, come on in. Right. Empty. The, the waiting room's empty. There's no plaques on the wall. You don't know where they graduated school from. Right. 
Are you going to trust your life with them? Is the, should the client trust their biggest purchase they will ever make in their life with someone they don't even meet and see the white of their eyes and know they can trust? Right? And I will belittle a client and say that exact line to them if they won't come see me. And guess what? It's not my client anyways if they won't come see me. Cool? So, we'll get into it a little more. Tom's going to give you some of the tools that you need to make this uh, meeting effective in what we use. Right? So, Tom and I joined together. We kind of mirrored our systems together and created these tools. But I will, we will go to in a little bit how you get buy-in from your referral partner. Right? So, by the end of this meeting, once again, our goal is to avoid rate shopping, increase your conversion. I promise it will happen. Right. If it doesn't happen, I will give anyone that it doesn't happen for a year, a thousand dollars. Strengthen the um, relationship with your agents. I promise if you lay out and do what we tell you to do, you will get those stronger, deeper relationships with your agents and then you will be referred with more value. And uh, an assignment's coming. You're all going to get it. Right. But November 15th through December 15th, everyone's required to get 25 PCRs and CCRs. If you're in our program, that's going to happen. We have to pay as coaches $3,000 to charity if we don't get that. So if we help you do all these three things today, can you give us a five on the survey? Yes. All right, let's hear it. All right, let's go, Tom. We got to get some energy going, right? Because we're at the end here, so we got to get going. So the first thing we thought we'd do is maybe talk through some of the different tools that we use. And obviously, people may have some other ones. We're going to do some table work in a second and maybe hear some of the other suggestions. But for me, quite honestly, one of the biggest things with regards to being able to have the the professional presentation is I started off uh, with the All About You form. And the reality is, is that uh, for me, and this was something that I brought, and he has a few other things that he brought. We'll go back and forth here. But uh, for the All About You form, it is huge. They walk in the office. My, our greetings partner meets them. First thing they do is welcome. Uh, another thing they offer is food and drinks. Is there anything I can get you to drink? Is there anything food that you'd like? Sit in the waiting room. Here's a clipboard, and it's the All About You. And the for me, and the reason I brought that up first is it's so important for me because regardless if I know the person or not, they fill it out and it's my icebreaker. I literally walk in and I'm like, oh my God, you got the test. How'd you do? And they're all kind of like, what? I'm like, let me see. And I grab it. And for me, I quickly scan it and I look at it and I see, do I have anything in common? What's their, where'd they go to school or what's their favorite sports team? What's their favorite? Like my fallback is the favorite restaurant. We live in Chicago. Real quick. uh, He's just missing the point a little bit. He's not, uh, I want to emphasize his point. He's breaking the ice with the client. How nervous are they if they're sitting in your office? You walk in all suited up. Like, I don't want to miss this point because he's awesome on it and it's helped me a lot. Like, I walk in, some people say, um, my wife calls it resting D face. I'll let you fill in the the (laughs) blank, right? But she says, sometimes I can have that, right? That, it helped me tremendously because I am intense. And that icebreaker alone, he's funny about it. He comes in, he's like, oh gosh, you got the test. Their their guard just goes down. So make sure you have an icebreaker like that. Sorry about that. Good call, not at all. So so I've done that. I've tried to break the ice, but again, I'm scanning it. So I grew up in Ohio. So if I see their favorite teams, Ohio State. Oh, are you from Ohio? Like, I'm trying to create some type of a rapport, some type of connection, if you will. And like I said, my fallback is the the restaurants. Because if I see... 
Nothing on there that I can obviously quickly identify. I go to the restaurant. I'm like, you know, the only reason I give this form out is because I'm looking for some restaurants because there's so many here I need to try. Tell me about this restaurant or tell me about that. So I get them talking. Getting them talking can automatically start, one, breaking the ice, two, creating that connection. But I can also tell the type of personality it is, right? Are they giving me one-word answers? Are they going in-depth? Oh, my God, you got to try this, this, and that. It has the most... It's, it's gathering information, and yes, I'm interested, and yes, I may try that restaurant, but I have just broken the ice, created some rapport, and essentially found out the type of personality that they have so that I can interact with them the way that they're interacting with me because that's how people like to be sold at the end of the day. And also, it will help with this later on. If you're doing your Thursday calls, your letter of the week calls, if you have that all about you form, trust me, because I used to not do them. It, now with these refinance opportunities and we're all calling our database, it just makes it easier to talk to. So not only is it effective to convert the leads from the beginning, it is a client retention tool later on in the process. Does that make sense? And I'm going to go one step further and it's also going to do this here because if you have the right questions on there, you're going to be able to then send it and give it to your agent so they have all that information too. Wow. So. I do not do that. That is awesome. Yeah. I did not know you do that. Why don't you share this stuff with me? I thought you had assumed you did. <laughs> cool. So. so I like a welcome board, right? So when I came in and joined Tom's office, it'll tell you the first two things I did. It said, this got to go, this got to go, this got to go. TV here, TV there. Literally. Right? Like, first thing he did. So... Stocks on, market news, right? But when the client comes in, there are two things on. A welcome board welcoming them with the agent's picture on the welcome board. They are not there without that realtor. So our receptionist, Jackie, welcome Tom Merritt. Here is Noel, the realtor's picture, right? Stand up and smile like you're the realtor. There you go. There you go. That picture would be right in the corner, right? Um, and it just gives them a welcome sign. Okay. Now, what I also do along with that is after they've been in, there's a play button hit and the realtor has a video if they're one of my preferred partners. Now, I don't have videos from every realtor. I would be lying to you if I don't, but I have about 10 great realtors that would send me the majority of my business. And the video is, welcome to your home buying consultation. This is what you can expect today. This is why I refer Chad. This is our history, right? So I'm getting ahead a little bit, but that tool helps me with the triangle of trust. Think about that, right? If you're walking in this unknown office, you're not sure necessarily what you can afford or if we're going to do it. The one familiar face that you have when you sit down, you see endorsing the person you're just about to meet with. It's powerful. Like, again, he brought that to our office, and it's, it's a game changer. The realtor gets a picture so they know it's coming. With their face on it, it's co-branded when the meeting starts. Okay? Our so again, receptionist these... or our LP1 will send that to them, or sometimes I just snap it and send it to them. Meeting starting with client Tom, Tom Merritt. So, again, these are tools, right? We're just trying to lay out some of these different tools. We're going to get into a, a little more in-depth when and where and how we utilize them. But um, the other tool, or a tool, and I actually I'm going to throw it out to Jason Heim as well, uh, changed my business because with the professional loan presentation was a packet. So we, every single, both of us, every single meeting we have, we have a prepared packet that the, every single client is going to take away with them. Uh, 
it's page 105 in your workbook. That's part, our packet. Yeah, part of that packet is in there. Um, basically, it's going our mission, our goals, our vision, uh, some of the other importance. What are the steps of the process? Um, these are things we're going to talk through or go through when we're in our meeting, potentially. Uh, for me, and I don't know if uh, Chad goes through it as in-depth, on one of the pages that has my team, pictures of all of them, what their roles are. So I make sure to introduce the team immediately when we're in it. But this whole packet is for them as a takeaway and one of the things that we give them when they walk uh, are part of the process. Make sure you have a receptionist that is warm, fun, and bubbly. Okay? They need to be welcoming them. I've seen menus. We have snack buckets. We offer them coffee, water, beer, wine, whatever they want, right? Whatever it may be, just make sure they feel welcome and cared for. It, it might be that one small thing. It could be that one small thing that sets you apart. So these are just things. I believe the more tools you have in your tool belt, you never know what that one thing is that the client latches onto. Cool? And then the last piece that I truly believe in, um, I'm not plugging them, but I love MBS Highway. Okay? Um, and the concierge will have a, a discount code. I worked that out with them before. So if you guys don't have it, a lot of people use Mortgage Coach. I just have used MBS Highway. Some people use Loan Toolbox. Have a professional loan presentation software. Okay? Have a professional loan presentation software. How many people... Chicago's a pretty, like, high savvy financial district, right? There's a lot of financial jobs. There's a lot of tech jobs. Any of you uh, work in an area like this? Is that your market? If you do, you need those bells and whistles and graphs and numbers because a lot of them digest data that way. Once again, the more tools you have in your tool belt and you can read the client, which we'll go over in a second, the more likely you are to convert. Okay? If you guys have questions, just write them all down. We'll get to all your questions at the end. 90% of the time, they don't know what the heck those bells, curves, and whistles all are saying. But the fact that you literally have it and can explain or talk to it gives you a lot more credibility. So again, and I want to go back to Chad said one of the first things he literally did when he walked out, this goes, this goes, and we need a TV and we need a TV there. So we have a TV when you walk in our conference or our uh, waiting room. Welcome with that. The other TV is in our conference room and it's hooked up to the Internet, which is where he will pull up either or will it, whoever will pull up either in Compass and or uh, MBS Highway. And those are two of the tools that we both use within it. And basically... If you don't have the TV in the conference room, bring your laptop or bring something to that extent because you can get the same effect. But that is why we had the multiple TVs so that we can have it as a... So any of you that have teams, that stuff, I don't set it up. I walk in. I'm the surgeon. The gloves go on. The team has everything ready for me. I walk in and do my diagnosis, right? Absolutely. And cut it open. So let's go to some table work. I want you each to give one thing that you're going to change about your presentation. And if you're not doing one, you can just say, I'm going to start doing it. And one idea beyond this tool that you might have. And then we're going to go around and I'm going to steal some of your ideas. I want the best idea for a tool, and it's okay to say one of ours. What was your group tool that you're going to change? 
We'll start right here. Irvin, what was the what was the tool that you guys are going to use? Uh, we have them leave with a uh, chocolate bar with our logo on it and a um, bottle opener with the presentation packet. Say it again. Chocolate bar with our logo on it. Who's chocolate bar? For the client? For the client. Client gets a chocolate, chocolate bar. bar. And a bottle opener they put on their keychain with our logo on it. Very good. So you're branding a chocolate bar, he said, and an opener and giving them a gift as they walk in. I like that. Tom, we need a gift when we walk in, when they walk in, okay? Got it. You can write that one down. Go ahead over there. Jen, what'd you come up with? Um, mine is just giving the same presentation to everyone. I've realized that if I meet with a past client or a friend, I'm not doing that same professional presentation. I think everyone wants to feel important. So just being consistent with it. Cool. Got another one over there, Chad? Yeah, so we give uh, all the clients that come in, we have a goodie bag. And what I do is any of the vendors that do business with us, I have them give us tchotchkes, discount offers, and whatever. And if, even if it's a husband or wife, they both leave with the bag. It's a cross-country bag, but they leave, and it's got all those discounts in it. Moving companies get business. It's great. Cool. So he's setting up his VIPs during the process and making the client feel like they grabbed something of value. I like, I like that. that. Go ahead, Tom. Good. Zach, you got one for me? Uh, no. <laughs> Go ahead, move forward. Uh, we all we all like the uh, the idea of using the the board. TV the welcome board. Yep. All right. What was that one? Welcome board. Having the welcome board. So a welcome board with the realtor with the realtor's face on it. I love that. Cool. So step two. Step two. Strengthen the agent relationship. Okay. Now. The hardest part of this all is you have to train and encourage your referral partner, right, how to refer you and why this meeting is important. Because what do they want to do? You guys ever get those calls on Sunday when you're at church or at brunch? I need a pre-approval now, right? They're putting in an offer now. I'm always like, well, why are you showing them places without me talking to them, right? So that's how I usually respond on Sundays. You know I'm at church. So you got it, it's a I'm going to tell you I'll be just super blunt with you. I have about 10 to 15 agents. They would never dream of showing a client a home without them going through my process. Does anyone know why? They know I'm converting the lead and they're going to convert at a higher level and use this line write it down. I'm the filter into their back seat and to take time away from their personal life and family. How many of your realtors waste a whole weekend with someone that's not serious about buying a home? Stupid. I am the filter into your back seat. I will vet the client. If they're willing to have me pull their credit, provide me all that documentation, sit through me talking for 45 minutes to an hour, don't you think they're pretty serious about buying a home? And then I support it with the statistic I gave you. 86% of the people that meet with me use me and use you. 18% that talk to me on the phone use me and use you. So they either go somewhere else, they're not serious about buying, it's not as serious a lead. So where is, as a... Um, partnership, where is our time best spent? It's with those people that are willing to go through our process and do business our way. So I love what Hunter taught me. Hunter was one of my first coaches. There's good leads, there's bad leads, and there's ugly leads, right? 
A good lead is someone that will do business my way. It's my process. I'm in charge here. Cool? I know best. I'm the expert. You need to go through this process. And if you won't, it's fine. You can have the people with a year or two experience. Right? Or you might as well go to Quicken Loans and have them mess up your loan. Right? Um, so, it's important for the agents to know. Right? So, what's in it for them? Number one, higher level of conversion and a serious level of buyer. Cool? So, you, it's a journey. And I would encourage you guys, as you develop this system and program, make sure they know what's in it for them and highly involve them. Okay? So we already involved them once, didn't we? We involved them by having their picture and texting it to them from the welcome board. Right? They want their face recognized. Okay? You'll see it when we role play. We're going to role play this meeting for you. Right? But I bring up their name and I edify and build them up during the meeting two or three times. Okay? So it's a lot of that meeting is about them. And my thought process is this. If I have someone that's sitting in front of me because it's their referral source, I got it because of them, it's my job to make sure they use him. And that's a big part of that meeting that you'll see. So make sure you're involving them in the process, right? And then third, we call them at the end of the meeting. So I'll wrap this up and then we'll, uh, we'll let Tom kind of go through his process. But at the end, I'm calling the agent and I'm setting up their home search, right? How many of you guys have looked for homes recently? Anyone bought a home recently? I do this every day, right? I'm a highly skilled loan officer, coach in the core, done thousands of mortgages. It freaks me out, right? It definitely freaks the client out. And the realtors don't understand, in my opinion, a lot of times, how much they're freaked out financially. So I tell the agents, it's my job to squash any fears, right? If you got kids, you might be out looking and say, oh my God, what about private school that's coming next year? I got two twin girls that are in private preschool. It's more than my college education, right? <laughs> it's ridiculous. But people are freaked out about it. And if they don't have an expert like us talking them through that and making them feel safe that they can put their kids through preschool, save for college, plan for retirement, and buy this home, which you'll see how we do in a second... They're going to freak out at some point in the process if those questions and fears aren't addressed. It's my job to address those fears, right? So then lastly, I make the realtor go through the process themselves, either as them or with one of their clients. That's the key right there. And that's what I was going to add to it. Write it down if you didn't. Make them physically come into your office and experience what their clients experience. That is a game changer. And I'll tell you guys that when you start prospecting realtors and going out and getting them and you get good with this process, I'm so confident in my process, so confident that it's my game changer. It's my secret sauce. I encourage them, hey, I, that's okay that you, you work with Noel. Cool. I get it. I'm not trying to take those deals, right? I want to show you how to make three or four more deals per month, and then I want those. And by the way, why don't you come in 
I want your next three buyers. When you come, one of those three buyers that come in, I want you to come in and experience our process. And then once you experience my process, go experience my competitor's process that you're currently using. Right? And then you decide who you want to work with. Right? So, it can also help you in prospecting if you get really good at this. So, what do you do different, Tom? Well, so, obviously... I've taught him because he's really direct. Uh, but uh, So he's direct and he says, hey, give me your next three buyers. Come in with them with C. I'm maybe not quite as direct. So instead I'll say, you know, hey, I'd love for you to come in and just see what your clients would go through. And so I will still do that. I don't and I need to demand those three buyers and tell them to come with me. But the reality is, is most of the agents that I've worked with instead as part of my, you know, differentiation and what I'm trying to do to help them is come in and go through our process. We're different. I always say we're a personal approach to mortgage lending. Nobody else is. Come experience it. So I bring them in and I take them through that process. When they walk in, they see the welcome sign. They see all the things that we go through, uh, all about you as well as the food. And then we sit down and I actually take it. I, I, gosh, I don't maybe count more on the hands how many times I have not heard. Oh my God, my, I've never been through anything like this. My, you mean your current lender doesn't do this with his clients? Well, I don't know. He's never shown me. I don't think so. That's a great point. This, this process isn't just for first-time home buyers. It's for everyone. Everybody. I, in my line, because I've had it before, and I'm sure you all get it. Oh, no, I've bought a lot of homes. I'm like, I'm sure you have, but a lot has changed. Things change all the time. Your situation has changed. I'd love for you to come in. I want to talk through the process and how it relates to you and your current situation based off the current guidelines or market. Like, that's my overcoming to that objection. I don't care if they've bought 50 homes or this is their first. I'm bringing them in. Now, I may skew a little bit of my uh, presentation in terms of the time I spend on one relative to the other topic because of the fact they've purchased more than once. But the reality is they're coming in, they're seeing it, and all of as many agents as I can get to, to work with me have come in and have gone through that, and nobody else does that. The first thing I heard when I joined the core and I started doing Tuesday updates, nobody does this. Oh, my God. The next thing I heard when I started doing the personal presentation to them, nobody does this. Like, that's the next aha. That's the thing, right? We're talking about digital versus relationship, right? The spread of the chasm is getting bigger. If you want that personal relationship and you're going deep, which is what the core is all about, you got to do it. It cracks me up that some agents will trust their livelihood and their commission check and they don't even know the lender's process. It cracks me up, right? So that's why I always encourage them to come in and experience this. So I want to go to table work real quick. Take one thing from what we just talked about and what you're going to do to set this up with your referral partners. Two minutes. What's the one thing? Uh, uh, having every single one of my agents go through the process. Having every single one of your agents, bring them into your process. I agree. It's, it's the one thing out of everything I just said. I would definitely do that. Very good. How about back there, Tom? Um, showing your uh, real referring partner your professional presentation. Kill two birds, one stone. How to refer you. Build credibility with them. Cool. I like that. So make sure they're referring you with value, right? 
I heard uh, there there was that class yesterday. JJ almost started a mini riot. I heard in that class, but uh, it's true. You if I take it for granted how I'm referred, I'll be the first to admit it. Right. So we got to help them on. Hey, this is how what you should be saying. This is my value. This is what I can do for you. How about your table, Chris? Um, calling the realtor at the end of the meeting and giving them some little item when they walk out. Giving them, giving them a gift and an item when they walk out and calling the realtor at the end, which you'll see us do, it, it's a game changer. So talk about being bought in. When that agent literally won't even set up the home search for them until they hear from you, you're in. They'll never refer anyone else again. You got them. I think for us, just telling them the statistics of what you were saying um, of the 86% of clients that we meet with and then them using us and the realtor versus not meeting them in person and then just emphasizing how important it is for us to meet with you know, every single client and then them having that conversation with them to get them into our office as soon as possible. Awesome. Are you guys ready to see us role play this? All right. So... I will tell you it's a two-step process. One of the reasons I went to Summit Funding and joined Tom was because of his integrity, the office he had, um, Todd Screma's leadership, and just his ability and our ability to like train and just all the loan officers that were there. I just felt at home, right? But one of the biggest things was Todd has changed my life with his two-step close. So how many of you have ever heard the two-step close for a realtor? Right. It's a whole different class. We're not getting to that class, I promise. But really what Todd did, it was a system invented by Oracle, the software company. Right. The initial meeting is a solutions based meeting. It's full of questions so you can provide solutions. Right. Todd developed that for realtors. I think I'm going to tab this. This is mine, right? I developed this for the buyer, right? With help from Tom, with help from Nikki Salter, with help from Carson. We kind of put this system together and took some of our best practices and combined it for the core, right? So if you want to see this in action above and beyond this, the core does have it. Um, the meeting of me and Tom role playing it. I've done it like two or three times. So there is a video of this as well. Cool. So it is a two-step close, right? I saw some of you raise your hands for rate shopping, right? It's because you're not doing this and you're not adding enough value and you've cheapened yourself to a commodity, right? You will see I won't allow myself to be cheapened to a commodity through this meeting. The rate 80% of the time doesn't even come up. It doesn't even come up. I don't even get the question about it. Cool. So that's what this meeting is. The second step of the meeting and part of the setup is this meeting is getting them to come back in to select their loan. Right. After they're under contract. So this is a purchase based system. Right. So you're setting up a two step close. I call the initial meeting. And if you can't think of anything else, just use my home buying consultation. The meeting is a home buying consultation. The second meeting is a loan selection meeting. Is the client very clear what they're doing? The first is home buying consultation. Cool. The second meeting is a loan selection meeting. So I'm clear in the title of the meeting what they should be expecting. 
And I've trained my realtors to say the same lingo. So they're setting it up that way, right? Isn't it a little foolish to talk about interest rate when it went up by three-eighths of a percent yesterday? It's a little foolish to be talking about when they're first starting to look. It's going to change. Why talk about it? Right? A lot of the times it's you all talking about it that puts it in their head because you think you have to talk about it. Don't talk about it. Cool? So there's three main tools we're going to use for this. Rick helped you with it yesterday. The triangle for trust. The fear-based close. And financial wizardry. So I took what Rick teaches us and just put it into a meeting. Okay? Y'all ready? Cool. So, Mr. Merritt, very nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Uh, so you were referred to us by Stephanie Lavelle. I was, yeah. She told me you could help me out uh, so I can get out there and buy a home. Well, I really appreciate everything uh, that you provided us up front. Thank you for being so organized. That's going to help us a lot throughout this process. Great. Cool. Yeah. So tell me a little bit, how, how do you know Stephanie? How did you meet her? Oh, well, actually, Stephanie was referred to me for my brother. Uh, she worked with my brother, helped him and his family find a home down the street uh, from where she lives, and uh, said that she was great. So cool. I'm going to give you, uh, her a call. So Stephanie helped your brother close on a home and did a great job. Correct. Right? Yep. And you trust your brother and your brother trusts Stephanie. Yeah, he said I needed a user because she was phenomenal. Awesome. So here's why you can trust Stephanie. Stephanie and I have worked together for 13 years. She's the best negotiator I've seen in the city. Okay? okay. Yes, I do say that about every agent when they come in. <laughs> um, she has some of the best market knowledge of any realtor I've ever worked with, and she just performs at a high level. But you want to know what I know, what I love most about Stephanie? I, like, I judge a person, Tom, by if they do the right thing when no one's looking. She does the right thing every time for the client, even when they're not looking. And I can t attest to that through my 13 years of working with her. So wow. you can certainly trust Stephanie. That's great to know. Great to hear. Yeah. And why Stephanie trusts me. Have you ever heard of anyone that's had a bad experience with a mortgage? <laughs> All the time. Yeah. That's why I came to you last time uh, we bought a place. It was, yeah, it was a little rough. Okay. What happened? Oh, man, they just kept asking for all these documents over and over and over again and mm -hmm. just, uh, you know, kind of got uh, tedious and then the closing took forever. And, uh, you know, the reality was is I told me it was going to be one rate, but then, it's, well, at least I remember it being a different rate, showed up as a different. It was just a nightmare all the way around. Okay. You know, it's sad that, that you say that, but it doesn't surprise me. Um, last year, home buyers were surveyed and 64% of home buyers last year said they either didn't close on time they didn't close smoothly or they didn't close at all and might have lost money. Okay. Wow. So why Stephanie sent you here today is I have never done that in 13 years with any of her clients. Okay. So we're going to take great care of you. We're going to figure out exactly how we should, should set up this search. And I'm just honored here to be here today to earn your trust. Awesome. Cool. That is the trust triangle with a fear-based close. I mesh them together. Okay. I've heard many different ways of doing that. Cool. So make sure you start that meeting edifying your realtor, building them up and making sure they know they're great. They might have just met them at an open house. It's your job to solidify that relationship. And if your agents see you ha that happening over and over again, they're going to make sure they come into your office.
Okay. There's a couple. Stephanie, who I'm talking about, she's here. She's in level three. She'll tell you. Like, I went away from using another lender to just Chad because of this. Cool. So make sure you're building that triangle for trust. Cool. So have you, where are you at in the process, Tom? Have you been out looking at properties with Stephanie? Just tell me a little bit about where you're at. No, we haven't actually gone out with Stephanie. Uh, obviously looking online a little bit, uh, saw some different places. Uh, I've checked out a couple of different open houses in the neighborhood uh, that we were potentially looking at, but I mean, cool. nothing official. Got it. So you're just kind of looking around, going to some open houses, looking at stuff online. Yeah. Okay. Um, is there any like reoccurring theme that keeps coming through on price? I mean, obviously, I'd like it to be less, but just in terms of finding the things that we want, we're probably looking, I would say, right around that million-dollar range. Okay, cool. How did you arrive at that number? Like, uh, why a million? Well, just when we were looking online, you know, we need, uh, you know, we've got two boys, and, uh, you know, they're both going to want their own rooms. We've got the dogs, so we need a backyard. It's just, it's, you know, just the things that we need in terms of, um, you know, the family and the dynamics of it. We just, we need the space, and... Uh, you know, just seems to be with the, the bells and whistles that we want or need or feel that we need. That just seems to be the recurring a little bit over, a little bit less, I'd say, on average right around there. Got it. So my next question usually, but I don't need to ask it because he already gave it to me. Tell me about the house you're looking for. Does anyone know why I asked that? Disc. 100%. And you, if you see my form right here, I have disc on it. And you can get this from any core concierge. Okay? That way, everyone on my team knows his personality profile and how to communicate and sell to him. Right? So what's it for Tom? It's about the experience. It's about his family having a better life. It's about the backyard. It's about having more space for his family. He's a family man, and this I know is true for him. Right? So I would circle on this S. He's an S, right? And an I, right? He's talking about the experience. So we got to talk to him in that way. We have to be friendly, right? I'm not very friendly. So you wouldn't talk to me in that way, right? It would just be bullet point, bullet point, bullet point, right? That's how I would come off of that. Ah, Two bedroom, two bath, you know, uh, this neighborhood, wherever, right? Boom, 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 boom. So that's how we would sell to that person throughout the process. That's how we would present information. So it helps out your team. It helps you sell them. Okay. So Tom, when are you trying to make this all happen by? I don't know that we have a definite time frame, but, uh, you know, ideally the boys are in school. So probably sometime in the summer would be ideal before the next school year starts. Got it. Is there any like drop dead date? Um, I have to see when school starts, but the goal would be to have them in school, so I'd say by the end of August. End of August. Cool. So if Stephanie and I make this happen for you by the end of August, that would be acceptable for your timeline. Yep, be right? perfect. Yep. What else can you do with that information, guys? Feed it to your agents. Very good, right? It becomes a partnership. They might not even have met with them yet. The more information you can hand off to the agent, the better their process is going to be. Cool. And so, it strengthens the relationship, right? Again, always strengthening. Um, so is there, where is your money coming from um, to purchase this home? So there's kind of two checks I want to talk to you about, right? There's the check you have to write every month, your monthly payment. Yep. Okay. And then there's the check that you have to write at closing to buy the home. So I want to talk about those two checks. Okay. What are those two checks for you? How much are they? 
Well, I guess it depends uh, on what you tell me. Uh, ideally, uh, we could put down probably 20% without selling our current property. Um, but ideally, you know, if we were to sell our current property before we were to close on the new one, um, I'd like to roll everything over, which probably three or four hundred thousand, depending on what. Got it. So we're somewhere between two hundred thousand and four hundred thousand, depending on how your home sells. Correct. Okay. Cool. So I'd be writing that down, guys. Right. That's exactly what I write down because I can pass that to to the agent. Now, I've also just uncovered something else I got to work on in the next question. Right. So do we have to sell this home to buy the next home? I don't know. Uh, I, you want me you know, to advise I, you on that? I do. I think, okay. uh, I mean, I think it'd probably be ideal depending on the property we found and the timing on it, just from a logistics perspective. But I don't know if it's possible, uh, just, you know, from cool. affordability. And I don't want to do it very long if it is, but you know, right. just having that knowledge would be great. Well, Tom, I won't go down this rabbit hole, but we have some solutions for that. If you get out looking with Stephanie, how I'll look at everything is with you selling your home or potentially not selling your home. Okay. Okay. And I don't want to go down a rabbit hole, but there's bridge loan solutions we have where you could keep your house, access the equity, put down on the new property, right? I'll talk to Stephanie about that. And Stephanie and I will work together during the process to figure out what's best for you and what the market, the market will dictate some of that, right? Great. So what else am I doing right there? Stephanie and I are a team. You need us. You need to talk to us. We're going to hold your hand throughout this process, right? I'm setting that up. Um, so is there any other money? You said two hundred to 400000 right? Yep. So we need to look somewhere in those areas of putting down on the home. Correct. Cool. We'll talk about that in a little bit. What's the monthly payment you feel comfortable with? I mean, the lower the better, but uh, I've kind of done the online calculators and, you know, I figure it's going to be somewhere around, you know, 5,500, somewhere okay. in that neighborhood. Cool. Do me a favor. A lot of those online calculators suck. Okay. And they don't put in the insurance and they misread the taxes, right? And they put in some loan that doesn't exist. Okay. So what I want from you is anytime you need numbers ran, you will contact my team and we're happy to run those numbers for you that are accurate. Okay, so I'll be checking in with you every week throughout the process, but I want me and my team to run those numbers for you. Cool. So just to recap, fifty five hundred dollars in payment four hundred thousand dollars cash to close. Right. Um, And and as low as two hundred thousand. Yeah. Cool. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, What areas are you looking to buy in? Um, Well, I think we're going to go close to uh, Stephanie and my brother. So just kind okay. of over in that neighborhood, cool. if you will. Just Roscoe Village area, right? Yeah. Okay. Very nice. Any other areas that you're looking at? Uh, there's a couple other areas, uh, you know, just surrounding. That's kind of the main one, though. Right. Cool. And have you shared with Stephanie your needs for a home? No, we haven't even. She told me the first thing I need to do is talk to you. Oh, my gosh. She's so right. <laughs> it should always happen this way. That's why she's so good. Cool. So what should I what can I relay to Stephanie of what you're looking for in a house like bedroom, bathroom counts? What are your non-negotiables? Um, well, we definitely need, uh, I'd say, at least four bedrooms, ideally maybe a, a fifth or a kind of an office type den. So whether it's a fifth bedroom or an office den, I definitely need a yard you know, for the dogs and the kids. And, um, you know, we like to entertain. So, you know, if some type of a deck, patio, porch, something from that stand would be really nice. Cool. 
I would write that all down and relay that to the realtor. How many other lenders do that? None. Game changer. Cool. So we'll role play here in a second. I'll just finish up this part and then we'll, we'll role play a little bit of this. Um, Tom, tell me your biggest fear or concern about getting a mortgage. Well, quite honestly, it's, you know, getting all through this process, finding a house that we really like and then not being able to get it, you know, for whatever reason, whether it's we can't afford it or, you know, something happens. And, you know, it was pretty scary the last time we did it. Like I said, we had to end up closing late and it took forever and just all these documents and it just cool. made us feel like, you know, we might not get it. Right. Once, you know, I tick off my wife because then I hear it. And that's yeah. Not good. OK, cool. Well, we will make sure not to tick off your wife. OK. And I'll make sure. But we're communicating with her throughout the process as well. Perfect. OK. So um, what's the most important thing I do for you to earn your business? What do you need for me to earn your business? Uh, I need assurances and I need you to come through and what you tell me. OK. So I heard. Deliver what you promised. Cool. What else? Um, I guess keep me informed. Like it's just, like I said last time, I didn't hear anything, and all of a sudden it was kind of the last minute we we're supposed to close, and there's all these things that need to happen, and I thought we were all set and ready to go, and it just you know, all of a sudden it seemed to be like it was blowing up, and it was crazy, and it just freaked me out. Yeah. Okay. So I heard communication. Right. What else? Um. I guess the only other thing is just making sure that we're on the same page with what, you know, the end result is going to look like. What, how much is it going to cost me every month? Okay. Well, I promise you we're not going to take you over that $5,500 limit. I will let you know if a million dollars makes that happen, right? And we're going to have to check in with each other throughout the process. And Stephanie and I talk every week. There's a lot of communication there so we can help that search along. Perfect. Cool. Um, And I promise to keep this somewhere between 200,000 and 400,000 cash to close. Okay. So just a few things. The three main complaints of my industry is what exactly you said, right? So the three main complaints of the mortgage industry is not closing on time. Okay, Mm -hmm. we've closed 262 deals this year. We've only missed one closing right now. I don't think it was our fault, but I'm going to accept responsibility for it. They're real slow in sending us documentation. So as long as you send my team the documents they request within 24 hours, we'll close on time. Okay. as far as communication, I will call you every Wednesday or a member from my team. Ninety percent of the time, it's going to be me. Okay. Okay. I'll give you an update with what's going on in the market. We'll make ourselves available for questions. Okay. Once you find a home, my team will be calling you every Tuesday and I will be checking in to let you know where we're at in the process. Okay. So once you and Stephanie find that home and we come together on an agreement, you're going to come back in and we're going to select your loan. Okay. Okay. We're going to go over all the options, get super granular on all the numbers. Cool. Um, But Stephanie and I will keep this under $400,000 to closing and $5,500 in monthly payments. Cool. So if we do that for you and we get you around a million dollar home, could Stephanie and I both earn your business? Yeah, no, that sounds great. Cool. You guys got to do that. So Kelly Zitlow taught me that. Ask them, what's the most important thing I do to earn your business? What's the most important thing? Cool. So there's two things I want you guys to role play. We're going to grab a partner. Okay. Uh, the person with the shortest hair is the client. Okay. You are going to build the triangle for trust. Okay. And you're going to mix in a fear-based close. 
Okay? So person with the shortest hair is the client. The other person's the loan officer. Go. It's too long. It's too long. Okay? You have a minute to get it done and get in it. And so build it up. Fear base closed. Done. It's got to be 60 seconds or less. Otherwise, you are rambling. Okay? So be precise with it. Don't talk and talk and talk because you'll lose them. Build the triangle up. Build it down, close the triangle, create the fear-based close. you got to let them know why the other lenders aren't you. So if you were the client this time, stand up. Raise your hand if you would have continued on in the meeting and you felt good about it. Cool. Even better than last time. Why? Because you got to hear me do it and then you got to hear your partner do it. Right? So you got to hear two people deliver it. So what I'm trying to say is keep repeating it. I swear to God I do this on the way to the office. Right? So my office in North Carolina, I don't get to go to have the commute I did in Chicago. Right? But I practice these things with myself. Yes, I'm crazy. But that's why I've got this script so tight. Right? It's like I, I told uh, Tom's brother, Todd, the other day. Uh, he was a goalie in hockey. I'm like, how many times did you practice your kick save? He said, like, every day. I go, cool. Are you a professional hockey player or a loan officer? He said, I'm a loan officer. I go, okay, you're going to practice this every day now. This is how you get paid. So practice at this, okay? Good job. Take a seat. So we're going to continue on with the meeting, okay? I'm going to stand up a little bit. I have a whiteboard, so that is also a tool we didn't tell you. We have a whiteboard in our conference room. How did we forget the whiteboard? I know, right? (laughs) So we use the whiteboard all the time. Cool? So, Tom, you told me a little bit about what you're looking to do, right, and how you're kind of setting this home search up, right? So um, I know you gave me all this information, but I just want to make sure we're on the same page, okay? You make how much per year? Uh, about 750000 750000 Cool. Do you know how much home you should be buying? No. Cool. I think you're looking a little light at a million. You should be buying a home that's three times your income. Oh, geez. Okay? It's a lot. It's a lot, right? <laughs> so, at a million, that's conservative. You could buy up to a $2.5 million home. Okay? Crazy, right? Yeah. So, I like primary real estate, three times your income, okay? So, like, this is the best financial program I've ever had, okay? Ten years ago, I was $70,000 in debt. I had credit card debt. I was a financial mess. I see it all the time of my clients. I went on this program, I call it the wealth accumulation wheel, and I swear to God, I went from negative 70 to $2.7 million. I checked yesterday with the stock market boom. I went from negative 70 to $2.7 million in 10 years. Wow. It's only because of this, okay? So I just want to share this with my clients. So I think you're good right here. You're buying a conservative home. Don't be scared to go up higher, 
Okay. Okay. Um, and we'll talk about that a little more. You might have some other expenses people don't. Okay. So this is the first most important thing that I think people do financially. The second thing is to have reserves. Okay. So I like in reserves three to six months of your monthly expenses. Okay. Don't take a picture of my horrible handwriting. It's in your workbook. Okay. So. Three to six months of your monthly expenses. Do you know how much your monthly expenses are? Oh, 15000 15000 Yeah. Cool. That's with your current mortgage payment, right? Yes. Which is how much? Uh, 5000 5000 And we're just going to keep that the same, right? Ideally, I'd love to. Cool. Yes. So we're not changing that, mm-hmm. right? So it's 15000 So I want you to have about $45,000 in a savings account. Okay. So if you sell your home, will you, do you have 45000 in the savings now? Yes. Right? And sometimes I'm looking at their information and compass and I just tell it to them. Okay? Um, you do have that right now. Correct. So we don't need to worry about this area. You're already there. Correct. Right? Now, I saw in your All About You form you have two sons. Yes. Right? How is their college education planning going? Uh, it's going. We put money in every month. Okay. It, do you like where you're at with it? Uh, I'll... My financial advisor does, uh, you know, based off of what our plan is. He says you're on track. Yes. Right. So I have two little girls. I have four year old twins. Right. Yep. I have the best financial advisor in the country. Right. Um, I'm from Illinois. Right. I went to the University of Iowa. Right. Yep. So the University of Iowa, it was an OK school. It was a pretty good school, but yeah. it wasn't a great school, in my opinion. They had a good football team. They, know, they do have a good. I appreciate <laughs> you saying that. They do have a great football team. But but. If my girls go to school there like I did, it will be a million dollars for out-of-state tuition for them to go there. Pretty scary, right? Yep. That's what my financial advisor said. Cool? It's just $1,000 a month for each of them. It's just $1,000 a month. Now, I say just. It's been easy for me to accomplish. But you might be able to knock this all out with that remaining $200,000. So I just would put 20% down if I'm you. Okay. Okay. I want to put the other 200,000 into it, right? I would put it in one of these other two areas. Okay. So do you have a 401k? I do. Cool. Does your company match it? They do. Cool. So you're getting free money there. Yep. And I've seen your income with that income. You're at like a 44% tax bracket between Illinois and federal, right? So even if the stock market is zero, you're getting a 44% return on your money. Number one best investment in the world, primary residential real estate number two. I want to make oh. sure you're doing both. 44? How'd you get 44? 44% is your tax bracket. Oh. So you're taxed on the money, right, if it doesn't go in there. Yeah. So putting in a 401k shelters it from that tax. Cool? Yeah. Like, I'm, I just had a meeting with my financial advisor. I'm getting 23% in the market, right? So... That's a 67% return this year. Crazy, right? Didn't look at it like that. So are you maxing this out? You can put up to $19,000 into it. I am. Cool. You are? Perfect. So you're good in this area too, right? So the last area is the stock market. How much of your money is in the stock market? Uh, I don't know, maybe $400,000. $400,000? Yeah. Cool. You're how old? Uh, 42. 42. Okay. Um, do you feel like you're on track to retire? I do. 
Okay. I want to give you something to verify that. Okay. So guys, that lesson we did with Rick yesterday to see if you're on track for retirement, give that to your client or go over it with them. If you feel you need to convert, it's a game changer. Okay. So what I've done is just taken all these lessons that Rick gives us and give it to the client, right? They appreciate it. It's buy-in. It sets me apart. Cool. So I'll just tell you that 2.8 million that I told you about in the stock market. Here's how I have it invested. About 50% is in the S&P 500. All financial advisors measure themselves off of that. Okay. They all measure themselves off that. So I thought, why just not go with the thing that they all measure themselves with? Right. So I put about 50% of that money in there. Okay. Another 25%. You ever heard of Warren Buffett? (laughs) So what Warren Buffett says is you should pick four companies that you like and believe in and invest with them. So it's been cool. You got boys, right? I do. I do this with my daughters now. I do this with my wife and we choose four companies we like. So my daughters are like Disney princesses, right? Everything's Disney. Every There's like a Disney channel now, right? I figure I better get a little of that money back than I'm spending. Sure. Right? So I like Disney, right? My wife has like multiple Amazon boxes at my house every single day. She hang out with my wife? She does hang out with your <laughs> wife, right? So I'm like, I better get a little of that money back. Cool. I like Nike. I wear Nike, right? And in business, I use Salesforce. I love Salesforce. They're a great company. So those are my four companies that I invest in. So about 25% of my money's there. Cool. And then the last 25% are managed funds. So I told you I have the best financial advisor in the country. He manages kind of all of this, right? But mostly this. He goes and chases me some big returns. Cool? So I just bought a $2.7 million house, and I did it because I was too low on this, right? Now, I don't want to push you out of your comfort level, right? But everything you have going on, I think some of that $200,000 needs to go in here. And I think you could buy a little bit bigger of a house. But that's all I'm going to push on. If you want to stay at a million, it's your money to spend. Cool? Yeah. So, guys, what's that do? Does anyone else, can anyone else talk to a client that way? No. Do you? That's why you're getting rate shopped. You're not adding enough value. So, and I'm going to add to that because here he's going into a whole thing. I mean, do you think anybody else does that? No. No, right? So, you are creating value add to your client. What else are you doing? You're totally shifting away from what? Rates. Right? And I didn't, and I haven't, and I will, and I'll tell, we're going to go into how he overcomes that here. But when I first got together with Chad and we kind of collaborated, if you will, and he showed me this, like, man, at this point in the presentation, right before he goes into this, what I go into is I put him across a couple of different scenarios. Here's what a 30 year fixed at this percent looks like with this much down. Like I would go through the different options and show. Well, guess what I'm now selling? Rate and term. So you just gave them paper to walk away and cheapen you to a commodity. Physically. I'd print it out, put it in the packet that I gave. So then they come back when they go. And it, the best thing that can happen, and we'll get to the second step or the second close, is when they walk back in with your folder with all your stuff in it. And, they, you know, you know you got them at that point. But what they would do is they'd pull out my little rate sheet that I had from six months ago when we sat down. It's like, yeah, so where's the rate now? Where's the payment now? Because I set myself up for that. No more, right? We don't even, t- have, we, have we talked about rate? Have we talked, the only payment that we've talked about is where am I comfortable? 
Instead, he's going into these types of, you know, financial planning and where you're at and what you can do and how you can do it. I mean, I'm not even thinking. I'm just like, wow, really? Guys, 44%, 67% return? Like, do you know how many people know that? Like, nobody. How many, how many past clients do you guys call and they don't even remember their interest rate? None of them. I barely remember mine, right? I do know my monthly payments. I do know about how much cash I put to closing. That's all they care about. You all just make it about the rate. So they make it about the rate. It's all they know to latch on to. So don't give them that thing to latch on to. So let's, uh, let's, let's wrap up the meeting. Cool? Yeah. So I'll, show, I'll tell you a few other things that are in the book, right, that I just use. I'm not going to go into them, but they're in the book. I like MBS Highway. If it's a first-time home buyer, I do a rent versus buy comparison. If I feel I need to sell them on the value of buying a home. Cool? I'll also use Rick's ROI on real estate lesson. That's a whole nother class, um, but I'll use that lesson if I feel I got to sell them on a first time home buyer. What's that also do? It, I'm helping convert the lead with the realtor and I tell them that, right? And sometimes I'll copy the realtor on the email to the client. Look what I'm doing for you. This is why I'm different, right? So I'll give them that. Sometimes if I do get the rate objection, I will, because some people press me on it. I'll pull up the mortgage bond charts. Yesterday is a perfect example. It literally changed three-eighths of a percent. They're about 4% right now. They've been anywhere from three, five to four and a quarter. It depends on the hour of the day. Rates changed three times yesterday. It's a little foolish to be talking about right now. And if they really press me on it, I'll do an arm versus fixed comparison, right? And I'll go into the differences between that. So Josh Sigmund taught me, it's called The Challenger Sale. It's a great book, The Challenger Salesman. And it's about challenging people's thought processes, uh, thought process. That's why I use that. I challenge their thought process, right? So if someone comes to me with a 30-year fixed, 20% down, I'm like, why are you doing a 30-year fixed? Who told you to do that? Why are you putting 20% down? Who told you to do that? Why, 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 why? So then I can... Find the objection, isolate the objection, and overcome the objection. What's the number one reason why people put 20% down? <laughs> the answer I get is, because that's what everyone told me I should do. Right. I have no idea, right? You're the teacher. You dictate. So the one thing and the, one of the big takeaways from Chad, other than not giving him the piece of paper with rates and scenarios and everything, was when they do say, okay, well, where are your rates? Are they competitive? Is literally pulling up that MBS highway up there and say, see this thing? See all these? These are the different rates. Every day they change. You told me you were going to buy in August. This is the last 30 days. Do you see this? Like, right. so, well, what about my payment? Is it going to go way up? So then I do it the last six months. You see how it goes up and down? Well, it's like up and down, but it's within this little range here. So what we do is we get conservative and we'll basically, your payment is not going to be above the 5,500. And we're going to make sure based off of, you know, what we're going to pre-qualify you at or what we're going to run those numbers at. We want to make sure you're comfortable. We're giving you information so that you can make decisions, but we're here to help you along the way and make sure that we take great care of you. And if you just focus on the cash to close and the monthly payments, it's all the customer will focus on. It's all they really care about. Absolutely. Ready to wrap this up? Yeah, let's cool. do it. So, Tom, with all of this said, I think we're going we're gonna to put this search somewhere around a million. Okay? I'm going to go through all the documentation you provided, but I think everything looks good up to a million plus. I'll give you your max loan amount. 
uh, or max purchase price that you can go to, right? Okay. Um, I'll keep everything so it's at $5,500 a month or lower, right? And about $200,000 to closing. Okay. okay. So yeah. if we do that and Stephanie can find you that home, um, did we take a uh, great care of you? Yeah, that's absolutely. Okay. So this is going to be like an ongoing process we need to communicate. Okay. So what I want you to do is if you have any unease of numbers, I want you to call my guy, Derek. Okay. Derek can do anything I can do. Derek will get back to you in an hour. Sometimes I'm in meetings uh, with clients like you for like four hours straight. I know you need answers quicker than that. So here is Derek's contact information on my team sheet. Okay. He'll take great care of you. I'll check in with you every Wednesday to see how the search is going. And Stephanie and I talk every Monday and we'll talk about you and your search. Right. So we'll work behind the scenes to make sure you're getting everything you need. Perfect. Sound good. Yeah. Um, so how do you feel? Um, excited. You're excited? I, yeah. I think cool. It sounds good. Sounds, uh, realize I'm making more money than I thought. And, you know, sounds like things are, you know, moving forward. Perfect. So, guys, my LP1 has this all ready for me. I already know the price they can go up to. I already know what I can pre-approve them to. All the work is done by my team before I step in that meeting and they give me the notes. Yep. So, so I would know and I would attempt to push them up, right? Is that helping your realtor out? Cool. So, um, I'm going to call you every week, right? Um, I'm going to deliver exactly what we promised. If we make a mistake, I will not pass it on to you. I'll take it in the chin. Okay? So if I make any mistakes on any numbers throughout the process, right, we'll take it on the chin. Okay? Great. Um, so we will close on time. You're going to hear from me every week. Okay? And we're going to take great care of you throughout this process. Are you okay if we call Stephanie right now? Yeah, sure. Well, Is that okay? Yeah. Because I want her to set up her search and to know exactly where her search should be set oh, up with. Yeah, sure. Is that okay to give her a shout? Absolutely. Cool. Ring, ring. Stephanie would answer. Hey, Stephanie, it's Chad Lubin. I'm sitting here with Tom Merritt. How are you? She would answer, right? We would go through it. I like that. Someone keep going. <laughs> um, so, Stephanie, um, Tom and I decided today we're going to set his search up at a million dollars, okay? Um, that would look like about $20,000 to $25,000 in property taxes, because I know you're looking in Roscoe Village, right? And if we do that, Tom, we're going to keep that monthly payment around about $5,500 a month, and we're going to have about $200,000 cash to close. So if Stephanie can find you that four-bedroom with an office home, with a yard for your dogs, and it's $5,500, and you have to bring about two hundred to $220,000 to closing... Would you be comfortable on putting an offer on that home? Absolutely. Cool. So, Stephanie, I'm going to send you a pre-approval letter. It's going to have a million-dollar price point. He can go way higher if he so chooses. I'll let you talk to him about that if the search goes in that direction. But right now, we're going to keep it right here. Okay? <laughs> it's great. Yeah, it was awesome. Cool. So, Stephanie, you'll see that pre-approval letter within, like, the next two hours from Derek. Um, we had a great meeting. I really appreciate it. Cool. So then the pre-approval letter would go out. Some of you in the core use the RX form, which I love. Use the RX form, right? Um, and the key is wrapping up the meeting this way. Okay? So, Tom, um, I hope you felt great taken care of today. Did this put everything at ease? Is there any fears? Are there any questions? Um, and did I take great care of you today? Yeah, no, it was great. I really appreciate your time. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate you saying that. Is there two things you could do for me? 
Sure. There's two things I would like you to do for me. Okay. Number one, when you go out and look at properties with Stephanie, I know you've been frustrated by this process before. Was this different than your last experience? Yeah, way different. Can you let her know I took great care of you? Absolutely. Cool. You guys got to say that. Can you let her know I took great care of you? Absolutely. The second thing is I just love helping people and getting them on the right financial path like this. Um, Is there anyone that you can think of that I could just reach out to and say, hey, I'm helping Tom find a home. Um, He had a great experience with me. Do you have any questions about buying a home? And I could give them a free just financial education on the wealth wheel. Yeah, I'm sure there's uh, there's some people. Okay. Yeah, I'd cool. be happy to. Cool. So what I'm going to do is, um, in order to release your pre-approval letter, I need a copy of your ID. Can you get that for me? Yeah, sure. There cool. You Thank you. So this is the form that you can give me those referrals on. Okay. Okay? Yeah. So if you could think of two people that I could contact while I go make a copy of this, I would really appreciate it. Okay? Absolutely. I'll be right back. So I'll go up our stairs in our office, do, to do, to do. Hi, LP1. Hi, LP2. I'll go grab a sandwich. I'll maybe get on Facebook a little bit. I might go tinkle. I'll grab a glass of water. I will sit there and make them wait. I swear to This was from Derek Polder. So what I used to do is like hover over them. Are you going to fill it out? Are you going to give me some CCRs? Guys, I swear to God, since I started walking out of the room and leaving them by themselves, about 50% of the time I come back and there's two names on it. It's the game changer. Don't be awkward. I'm super intense, like looking over them. I'm a pretty intense guy, right? If I sit there and look at you like this, it's going to make it really weird, right? Walk out of the room. It is the game changer. Cool? So that's the key with the All About You form. You're all on a challenge to get more CCRs and PCRs. Tom's All About You form will help you. It will help you with client retention later on. And it will. that's how you get more PCRs and CCRs is you know about them. If I call Joe and talk about his family, talk about his wife, I know he likes the Yankees. He's going to go through me with the refinance. I'm going to get CCRs and PCRs from him. If you don't get that information, that's what Tom has taught me. It will, you just won't have the same level of client, um, client retention. Um, in my opinion, he has made the sale. Right? He is already, just with everything he's done, he's already laid all the groundwork. The second meeting is basically the reaffirmation. And the reality is, is as soon as we get that notice that there's a contract, we're reaching out and essentially saying, Chad, congratulations, got the new place, we're so excited. The first step in that process for us is we need you to come in and we need to go through uh, the loan you know, process, uh, the loan selection meeting that we talked about last time. And so, most people say, okay, well, when? Like tomorrow, the next day, we're getting him in the office as soon as possible to sign the documents. The signed documents are what's the most important, and we're doing it face-to-face. This is just the step in the process, and we, you know, in my presentation, I've laid out what those steps of the process are. Once you go under contract, once you get assigned, the next thing you're going to do is you're going to come in. I am a big assumption close. I am assuming there's nobody else. I'm blocking any other type of people out. There's no rate shopping. You're coming with me. And we're doing that through these types of, you know, wealth building and things of that nature. So they get the contract. We're booking them. They say, well, where are your rates? Don't worry. We talk about all that stuff when we get together. 
you know, if they do that overcoming. But again, it hasn't been brought up before. It shouldn't be brought up now. And if they press, just give them a range. Like, it's not lying to them. Rates literally changed three-eighths of a percent yesterday. Give them the range. They don't know. Um, so basically they'll come in and again, I'm just going to go high level. The big things is I always want to say, so tell me about the house. What's your favorite part? Like get excited. They are probably at the most excited point. They're going to be out throughout the process. The other thing I say, so how did Stephanie do? How was she? I don't think I've ever had something other than, oh my God, she was awesome. She was amazing. She was great. You know, whatever it may be. I'm doing that. So I get to call her after this and say, oh my God, they loved you. Like, it gives me a way to give them feedback, if you will. The third thing or the third point that I always make sure that I do is when I sit down, I sit down and I look at them. I said, okay, so the purpose of this meeting is I have three things I want to talk through with you. First and foremost, I want to make sure we're still on the same page. When we got together, we talked about X, Y, and Z. Are we still looking at the $200,000 down? Are we still thinking, uh, you know, the, the cash to close at $200,000, the $5,500 payment. Are we still looking at that? Are we still thinking, you know, we talked maybe high level before. If not, we'll talk about 30-year fixed or, you know, we may ask what their still plans are. Um, the second thing we're going to do is we're going to talk through the process. Just so you know, here are the next steps. I want to make sure they're crystal clear what the next steps are. After we meet today, I'm going to hand this off to Erin, who's my LP2. She's going to review it. We're going to order the appraisal. We're going to do X, Y, and Z. And number three, uh, we're going to sign a whole bunch of documents. Is your hand ready? Make some type of a joke. And then I start the assumption clues. You know, I'll it's go the assumption clues because he has two things ready. I've witnessed it. He does the recap because he has the notes. It's the two-step close. He's checking back on the solutions that he's providing. Monthly payments, this cash to close, right? And he has the documents ready for them to sign. And he tells them they're going to sign them. I've watched him do it. Yeah. And then the very last thing after they sign everything, I do the we need your help again. And I literally say, listen, this has been awesome. I'm so excited for you guys. I know I asked you before when we met, but do you, uh, you know, you haven't given me two or you've been so gracious in giving me two or whatever it may be. But I, that's when I bring up the reticular activator and I say, do you know the reticular activator? And they'll look at me like I'm cross-eyed. And I said, the reality of the situation is that you're going to go, you're going to start talking to people about you purchasing a home, whether it's at the water cooler, whether it's at the cocktail hour, whatever it is. And you're going to start recognizing and realizing that there's so many other people. I hope that we've taken great care of you. Have we? Usually it's, oh yeah, it's been great. Yes. So I would really appreciate it. Again, we're going to call you every Tuesday moving forward. And I kind of recap the three things we're going to do. Close on time. We're going to we're going to communicate and we're going to close accurately. And I basically say, you know, again, that would be a great time. And usually I'll get the driver's license again and I'll go upstairs and I'll get a sandwich and I'll go to the bathroom and do the exact same thing again. I don't remember if we got your license. Do you have it? Yeah, here. <laughs> I go up and I do it again. Again, we're creating that opportunity. So. so we went from six on my team, CCRs, all last year. We have 113 this year from that form. And Tom has taught me with the All About You form and to continue to ask along with polders, get the ID and get out of them. Like Derek is like, dude, you're kind of intense and awkward to be around when you're so intense. Get out of the room, right? And I'm like, oh my God, it's changed my business, Derek. Before I did the Derek Polder trick or whatever, I'd sit there and you know, say, here, here's the form. You know, you can do it on Tuesday update. I literally had people say, well, can I give it to you now? 
Yeah, yeah, go ahead. You know, it's like they have them. They want to give them. You just got to give them that opportunity. So, all right, guys, we'll be around. Come find us. You guys have been great. I really appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you, guys. It was an honor. You've been listening to the Coors Sales Training Boot Camp. For registration information about our two-day business building summits, call 1-800-660-6670 or find us on the web at www.lacourtraining.com.